It's amazing that one little word, two letters, can be so powerful. It's true in the gospel today, but it's also true in our lives. What's the word? If. If. It's a if, then, if, then, if, then. And we have this teaching today because it's really about temptation and sin. So every year on the first Sunday of Lent, we always have this gospel about Jesus' temptation in the desert. And I suspect that most of us, myself included, listen to it every year and I think, well, good for Jesus. Uh, those, those are not things that I'm really tempted with. And uh, so we can kind of say, I'm glad you did it, but it doesn't really impact me very much. Well, I got news for you today. I think that the more we think about this, that Jesus' temptation and our temptation are really exactly the same because they have the same effect in our life. So let's take a look at the gospel and say what exactly was going on, okay? So this conversation went on, and the devil says, if you are the Son of God, do this. Well, Jesus didn't have to prove anything to anybody. You know, turn these stones into bread. <laughs> Great. But he didn't have to do that. He already knew who he was. There was no identity crisis in him. And so he gives him a scripture passage. So the next time, the devil takes him to the city, stands up up on top of the temple, the big church, you know. If you're the son of God, so every time he's attacking who he is. I don't have to do that. The third if's a little different. He takes him and says, on the top of the high mountain, he says, I'm going to give you all this if you worship me. If. If, if. So what's the point? This Lent, we're looking at this question, who is this man? And Jesus is the person, the reason that we want to emulate him, to imitate him, is because he was perfectly at home with himself. He was perfectly united with himself. And anytime you and I are tempted, anytime you and I sin, it's something that takes us away from our original goodness. So most of us, myself included, think about the Ten Commandments. <coughs> Let me see, I haven't committed adultery lately. I haven't coveted my ox or ass of my neighbor. I'm good. Well, I'll tell you, there are a whole lot of things that are wrong, that are sins, that are not in the Ten Commandments, aren't there? And if you don't believe that, it's the difference between looking at the Ten Commandments and trying to babysit six four-year-olds. You're never going to come up with all the rules because they're going to come up with stuff you never thought about having to tell them not to do. So it's not about rules. I keep trying to emphasize for myself and for you as well. It's not about rules. It's a much larger picture. And in this picture, when we talk about sin and temptation, it's really our relationship with ourselves. And that relationship, you and I, we heard two weeks ago, be holy as I am holy, that you are holy, you're a temple of God. Don't you know you're a temple of God? That happened to us at baptism. And so any decision that we make that takes us away from our original goodness, every decision that takes us away from who we really are is an occasion of sin for us. Now let me give you some Example, so it may be a little easier to understand. So you say to your spouse, if you're my spouse, you will only be intimate with me. 
if you're my spouse. If you are my best friend, you will be honest with me. If you're a Christian, now see where it gets a little complicated here. If you're a Christian, there are certain things you should never even consider. If you're a Catholic, there are things that you should always do. If. And so the question becomes, I have to decide if I'm a Christian. I have to decide if I'm a Catholic Christian. I need to decide if I'm married. I need to decide if I'm somebody's best friend. Okay, so there's consequences. There's consequences. And so when we don't follow those, then we get into trouble. Now let's go back to Adam and Eve here for just a second. So what about the consequences there? What was the deal with the serpent, okay? And it doesn't really make any difference if it was a Granny Smith or a Golden Delicious apple. doesn't make any difference. Um, but the point was is that the serpent, the reason sin came into the world is the serpent tempted human beings to say that they, if they did something, they were going to be like God. Well, you know what the problem was? They already were like God. How do we know that? thought you'd never ask. Verse 7, chapter 2. The Lord God formed man out of the clay of the ground, blew into his nostrils the breath of life, and so that they became a living being. God was already in them. And so when the serpent came along, he was trying to convince them that there was something that they were lacking. They were lacking nothing. He was already there. So you think of anything that you struggle with, and it's something that takes you away from who you really are. Have you ever seen somebody, maybe a friend, somebody that you know well enough, and they just start saying things or doing things, and you wind up either thinking or hopefully saying to them, this isn't like you. Know what I mean? This isn't like you. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. But so often we say, well, you know, it's his business. You know, I can't really mess in his life. So people kind of go down the path. And, you know, we never get bad overnight. It's the little things. You know, the reason that you train your kids and you give them some rules is so they don't grow up to be brats. Sometimes they do anyway, but most of the time it works. But it's what starts the little things. That's why you're attentive to that. I think I've told you the story before. When I was in high school, I worked buildings and grounds at St. Francis Hospital. It's Covenant now. It was just brand new, and, and it was a big place, and, and they had beautiful grounds. And the groundskeeper there, the guy who was uh, in charge of the outside, was an African-American guy, a big, tall guy. And, and so he said, John, I want you to go out and weed around the chapel. The chapel at Covenant is huge. So I went out and did my stuff, and I came back in, obviously a little sooner than he expected. And, uh, are you finished? I said, yeah, let's go look. So we walked all the way over to where the chapel was, and he said, what's that? What's that? What's that? And I said, well, those are just little ones. He said, son, the little ones turn into big ones. Get rid of them. See what I'm saying? See what I'm saying? And so that's why we're attentive to those things in our life. It's not about being uh, scrupulous or paranoid. It's being attentive. 
It's being honest. That's why we pay attention to those little things. Because they can grow into other things. And all of that always takes us away from who we really are. And so I have, in some of my relationships, have started to say to people, you know, that's not you. That's not you. Come on. That's what the devil did to Jesus. If you're the Son of God, do this. He didn't have to prove anything to anybody, but he was trying to take him away from his identity. If the devil's calling the shots, then Jesus was no longer the Son of God. But same thing, I submit, happens to all of us as well. Because we're taken away, it takes away from who we really are. Because we've already heard the last couple of weeks that we're temples of God, that we're holy, that we're made for so much more. So as we continue on this Lenten journey and we, we wrestle with this every week about who is this guy, he was the guy that was perfectly one. He never fudged on who he was. He was God. He said, well, yeah, he was God. Well, I know, but that's who you and I are aspiring to. Jesus didn't call us to be admirers, you know. Oh, Jesus died for me. Isn't that, I'm so nice. You're so nice. I'm glad you did that. And then that has nothing to do with me. No, we're not called to be admirers. We're called to be disciples. We're called to become just like God. So we pray during this Lenten season as we look at who is this man. One of the things you're going to find out is the more you know about him, the more you're going to know about yourself because he created us. He can reveal us to ourselves because he knows us better than we know ourselves. Spend some time trying to figure out who is this man.